The following program contains adult language and subject matter. Viewer discretion advised. It's just here to me. The following podcast is a Sam Productions production. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Average Joe Show, episode number 92. Catch us on our website at averagejoeshow.com. Our email is feedback at sayproductions.com. Twitter is sayaprods, P-R-O-D-S. And our voicemail, 813-915-6390. And we're here live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, sayproductions.com just click on the live button and of course over there you can also vote for your favorite story of the night so after the show make sure you check out the show notes and vote for your favorite story so we can do a best of at the end of the year I'm Corey Charette, and as joining me as always is my friend Ward Miller Ward what's going on what's happening Corey you, you know I just thought about something what's that you know with the you can vote on the story and we're going to do a best of type thing yeah how in the hell is that going to be possible you know, you figure normally we have what eight stories, ten stories tops, right? Right. So if everybody votes and it's one story a week for fifty-two weeks, how in the hell do we get fifty-two stories on one episode? Well, you don't do fifty-two stories. You just pick the top ten voted stories or top eight voted stories, whatever it is. Huh. I'm not going to do 52. Fuck that. Well, I, the, the way you said it, it was going to be one story a week. You know, the, you vote on the best story of the week, and then we that would be part of the best of. So theoretically speaking, if you do, that would be one vote a week, and there's 52 weeks in a year, that would be 52 stories. And I'm just kind of curious as to how you're going to whittle that down. Oh, well, it's going to be a six-hour podcast, of course. <laughs> no, I think it should be like a Twitter version of saying it in 150 characters. Oh yeah, or, or like the like like doing it in five words or something like that. Exactly. And if you go over those five words, <laughs> buzzer. Wow, yeah, this really like freaking sucks. There we go. <laughs> And you just say that every time, 52 times 52 in a row. 52 times in a row, and, and th- thank you, I'm out. <laughs> no, you just record it once and just put on a loop, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do. You, you actually have to announce it, and you'll have to do some work. I'll just... I'll, oh, yeah, you'll just send I'll me send you audio. my loop, and, and I'll be done. So you can I mean, go like, so with you think this about fucking this? sex or this fucking rocks? Yeah, that'd be great. I will do the whole show, and I'll just keep playing. So, Ward, what do you think? This fucking rocks. Oh, okay, next story. What do you think? This fucking sucks. That's fine with me. I don't have a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Anything to eliminate my work, I'm good. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Also joining us this week, brand new brand new guest on the show from Parts Unknown, <laughs> or as we call it in the United States, Kansas, Melissa Cronin. Melissa, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm just sitting here chatting with you, trying to describe how you would try to find me in the middle of nowhere, and I think I lost you. Yeah, well, I think Google Maps lost you. <laughs> Google Maps said, no, I'm not going there. It's not going to happen. Google, Google Maps told me to hire a shaman. <laughs> so follow would, the shaman. I would prefer to go to Mount Everest and lose a leg due to frostbite than find her in Kansas. Definitely. Well, you got the whole shaman peyote thing. They, they got Indians and stuff in Kansas, right? Not anymore. I'm, I'm asking. Our, I'm asking. Not anymore. Even our cheapies here, like for the museums, are all fake flyboards. Well, they're, they're they're not real Indians. Right. That's that's, that's, that's kind of that's ridiculous. Well, you know the real Indians if there's a casino nearby. You guys, you guys don't have <laughs> Actually, casinos. They they just built one about an hour away. Is it an Indian casino? 
No, it's state run. Oh, it's just a real regular right. normal casino. Of huh. course, they don't own a clock because it's state run. You know, people who work for the state don't own a clock. Well, mo- most uh, casinos are, are usually open around the clock. I, I think don't, they. I, I don't know of any that close. I've, I will say, I've never been in there. I don't gamble, I have better things to do. Well, you can drink there. I don't drink. Well, you don't what drink. the fuck do you I do in Kansas? Drink. You don't drink, you I don't, don't drink gamble. What, what exactly is there to do in Kansas <laughs> other than drink and gamble? Okay, well, Corey and I had a conversation on Twitter earlier. He feels comfortable sharing, and that's probably caffeine, caffeine and sex. What do you have sex with? There's nothing in Kansas. <laughs> Too much information. Moving right along. Isn't there a segue you need to be bad at? Speaking of totally something completely irrelevant to what we were just talking about, our first story of the night. This one was submitted by our friend uh, Chris Taylor down in uh, lovely Tampa FLA. Now catch this. 911 call was made from a house. Not from somebody in the house, but a house. After months of endearing a leaking pipe that buckled its floors and sagging its ceilings, an empty house somehow called police for help. The emergency, the emergency hotline call went out to police from a house in Marblehead, Massachusetts on Wednesday after water short-circuited the phone system, apparently sparking the emergency call. You believe that? The cops showed up. The house was got toxic mold inside. They tried to call the owner, but they couldn't locate him. Now, how weird is that? A house called nine one one. Is it like the security system had called? It doesn't say. Yeah, that's just really, really weird. Because I mean, if you think it, electronically speaking, if it was you know from a water thing and it shorted the phone out, it, it would short the phone out. It went and short the phone out to the point where it's actually dialing a phone number. You know. Well, that's the thing. I. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could short the phone out a certain way where it would automatically call nine one one, but well, it's just weird. Well, I mean, it, there is the possibility that it was like a home security system that, you know, all the, you know, it's been abandoned. Nobody's actually doing anything with it. Then a pipe breaks, and part of the the security system is to alert nine one one if the, you know, if the pass catches fire or there's a, you know pipe break or whatever i mean that's right. that's potentially possible i guess i'm in my mind i have monster house running and you know the old woman that's trapped in the house called 911 yeah uh, <laughs> okay we're not going to use an animated you know movie to uh, reference to <laughs> i'm just saying it's, it's, it's just weird. It's I mean, yeah. When the little kid just was dumb enough to, to stay home and, well, not call 911 and say, my fucking parents left me home. Uh, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> just a little bit. It, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that this is, you know, we always hear stories about, you know, drunk people calling because they're drunk, dogs calling, but a house calling? Yeah, it's... Like I said, it, it, it's kind of odd. It, the only thing I can, the only way uh, electronically that I can think of would be something like Melissa said with a, uh, you know, security system of some sort, just you know that that was there in place and just hadn't been, you know, there was nothing that, that actually happened in the house that would trigger anything until the pipe broke. The pipe broke. That trips the sensor. That's which forces it to, you know, call in and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But if there's toxic mold, that thing had been overflowing for a very long damn time. Well, it said months. So it could have been two, could have been six. We don't know. Could have been 11. Yeah, I mean, but I do like the security system idea. I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking straight phone line. Yeah, I, think a, it... I mean, even a, 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 a touchtone phone, there's no way that you could actually short the phone. <laughs> into dialing a number that would be like next to impossible yeah i mean it would be impossible to do it intentionally much less oops 
Well, maybe it was a good thing that it called because it could have been like 10 times worse. Well, then again, uh, we have a, a an announcement from our fr- our friends in the chat room. And Eunice Cranky Ponce seems to believe that it was Salem News and it's a witch. Ban the witch! I was just going to say that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me with all the weird shit that went on in Salem. There you go. We, we now have our answer. All right, moving on to the next story. This one takes place in Cincinnati, Ohio. Catch this. A marathon runner <laughs> was, you know, doing his little run, and he uh, got arrested for running naked in the marathon. 35-year-old Brett Henderson of St. Paris in western Ohio faces charges of public indecency and obstructing official business. He refused to stop running during the Flying Pig Marathon. His mother said Monday that he had borrowed a pair of running shorts from his father and kept slipping off as he ran. So he kept, took them off and ran naked because he was determined to finish this race. Psycho. The best line. See, you didn't read the best line. The best line of that whole statement was, so they halted him with a stun gun. So basically in Cincinnati, Ohio, if you run naked, they will tase you. <laughs> I hope they got his leg. Yeah. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> because That's my imitation wife, of a stun gun. His, I like it. His wife's not getting anything for a while. First of all, I don't think he's married if he had to borrow a pair of running <laughs> shorts from his father. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. No, he's 35. All right. Hey, Dad, uh, you know, uh, I, I was thinking, you know, about running this race. And the only thing stopping me is the fact that I, I, I don't have any shorts. Can you, can, right. can, you, can, you, can you help a brother out? Now, you, you missed the part. Dad, Mom didn't do my laundry yet. <laughs> So, right. Obviously, there's no woman in that picture. I, I didn't have any clean shorts, and and mom mom messed up my basement, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but let, can I, can I borrow a pair of your running shorts? Wow, that's what it's got to be. That's really what it's got to be. Also, okay, so the charges are public indecency and obstructing official business. What's the official business here? I mean, it's a flying pig marathon. What's the official business? Um, I, I guess when you're when you're flopping around with your bacon, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it's just. You know the 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 official business was the cops had to had to tase him so that they couldn't just sit there and watch the race. So, it, it I guess that that would be the only you know that that would prevent them from doing their duty of sitting and watching the race. I mean, obviously, so. someone had to put down their binoculars because they were offended, or they had to pick up their binoculars because they wanted to see something better, something clearer. Or something need- bigger. But if they needed binoculars to see the bacon, it probably wasn't that great of a piece of bacon to begin with. Hold on, hold on. Let me write this down. Buy binoculars. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. The, the moral of this story is if you're going to a flying pig marathon, take binoculars and a taser. And obviously a spare pair of pants because someone might need them. Definitely. All right, moving on to the next story. We got a guy with no pants to a guy with sagging pants. Yeah, uh, apparently, you know what? This is in Kansas. Who would have thunk it? I didn't even know anything about. Let me let me state this up front. I didn't know anything about Melissa being on the show, nor did I know where she was from when I picked the story. But it's just so cool that it's so apropos. How far are you from Derby, Kansas? About four hours. You're four hours. Okay. Well, in Derby, Which in Kansas, Kansas is, is nothing. Yeah, four, four hours has absolutely no no difference in time between Florida and Kansas. Four hours is like three hours there or whatever. Anyhow. 
Uh, in Derby, Kansas, a Derby High School sophomore said Friday that he was hit by a taser and had his arm broken by two school resource officers for refusing to pull up his pants. The Derby Police Department said it will investigate the incident. The officers work for the department. Uh, the teen and the police department offered differing accounts of what happened. Jonathan Villarreal, you like that one? I got it. Pretty good. Pretty Villarreal, good. 17, said he was walking with his friends to the school bus after school on Wednesday when one of the officers ordered him to pull up his pants. He told them he could wear them how he wanted to because he was out of school, he said. Villarreal said he pulled the, his jeans low on his hips as fashionable among young, some young men after leaving school. He said one of the officers, uh, a man who was larger than him, pulled him to the ground by the neck and told him to stop resisting arrest. Villarreal uh, denied that he was resisting. Both officers need him in the back and neck while he was on the ground. Uh, because they were physical with him, he struggled to get up but was pushed back down. At one point he tried to get up. Ville real said he felt his arm break when he was pushed back down. Uh, to me, this sounds like a case of he resisted arrest. But why did they put him on the ground in the first place? Um, well, I mean, you, you don't know. I mean, it, it's a school thing. Uh, you know, a lot of those, uh, you know, school cops are guys that couldn't get into the police force. So yeah, it seemed like it was a power yeah, trip. Yeah, so it's a power, power trip. Yeah. So it's, they said it's a Rodney okay. King thing. Yeah, well, it wasn't a Rodney King thing because they really didn't they didn't throttle. Well, I'm but, not saying that it went that far, but I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it, it it's pretty much along the same lines. It was a matter of they were uh you know, it was a power trip for them. Hey, you're gonna do what I say. No, I'm not you know, screw you. Okay, well, we'll show you, you know, and he lost. And they broke his arm. I mean, it takes a pretty brutal force to break somebody's bones. Not really. Yeah. Well, it does. It, it depends. I mean, th there, there's a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, you can accidentally break somebody's arm just by, you know, making contact at the wrong angle. I mean, it could be a lucky thing. Well, unlucky, depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> True, but I mean, the, you know, there's nothing that says, you know, and, and it's not saying that they like twisted it, wrenched it when he pushed him down, the dude went to brace himself. Yeah. You could break your arm that way. Right. And his eye was, they struck him in the eye and it's rolling shut. Hello. Yeah. I'm not advocating it. And here's what I want to know. If it'd been a girl and they're strict, they're strict school code. If it had been a girl and maybe her bra was showing a little bit or her underwear was showing a little bit, would they have been so strict then? But it was a boy, and so his boxers were showing, so then they got mad. School was out, too. It, it, bingo. But the thing is, just because your uh, school's out, if you are riding on a school bus, you are still considered on school grounds, and he was on his way to the bus, so technically he was still... There's a school. lot of technicals there, but if it had been a girl and her bra was showing, would they have had? Would they have done such physical force? You because don't know. I, yeah, I mean these these type of guys that get on that kind of a power trip, you know. And it, small it, town cops. Derby is a. What do I want to say? Um, it's a very small subsection of Wichita, which is quote quote the big city. You know, they're trying to get a promotion into the big city. So they're trying to get on basically show a, a cop episode. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Exactly. Does, does this make sense? Does that, does that make it a, a, a little bit different perspective? Because they're trying to make themselves into big city cops. Oh, absolutely. They're trying to make a name for themselves and say, look, this is what we did. Uh, I don't think that that's the way to go about it. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's one of them things though. And if you want to see, and I'm just going to say this for all of the people listening, if you want to see something funny, go to YouTube and type in Chris rock, how not to have the police kick your ass <laughs> and, and watch that. And, and it tells you, you know, one of the first things it tells you is don't, you know, don't disagree with them. And basically it's, that's what it is. 
Right. Uh, don't disagree with them. Just, okay, you know, if they said, pull your damn pants up, just do it. I'm not saying yourself, that the boy was save, in a fight. No, but sa- save yourself the beat time. All right? right. They, they, they say, pull your pants up. Do it. As soon as they turn their back, walk away, whatever. Do whatever you're going to do. But, you know, the fact that you challenge these morons that, you know, are on this pirate trip, they want you to go, no, I don't have to listen to you. All right, so but now I get I, now I'm authorized to pull out my big stick and throttle you in the head. Right, that's how you get beat. Is this the Taliban where they just knock you to the ground? You shall worship right now. I can kill you. Well, I mean, it's it's one of them cases where, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to advocate it and say that that is, you know, that he should that he shouldn't have you know escalated the situation to the proper authorities. However, I mean, if pulling your pants up is going to save you a beating, pull your pants up. I agree with that. But I also think that at some point we have to stand up for our rights and say, I choose not to be abused by the people in power who my my parents' taxes hopefully are paying your salary. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. And I mean, that that. But that only goes so far, you know, a, a beat on still a beat on. And it doesn't matter if you feel as though you're justified in it. You know, I, I'm standing up for my principles, but you still get your ass kicked. You know, so the bottom line is, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, you know, my opinion is I'd say, okay, yes, officer. I, I totally agree. You're right. I'm wrong. I'll, I'll, you know, pull my pants up and do what I'm supposed to do. And as soon as he turns his back, I'm going to shoot him the finger and do what I want to do anyway. But you don't get confrontational. And as soon as you con- get confrontational with these morons, the first thing they're going to do is he resisted arrest. That is the easiest charge for a cop to throw at you, resisted arrest, and they can beat you to, they can beat the hell out of you and say that you just resisted arrest and you have absolutely no recourse unless there's a war that- unless you're Rodney King and, and somebody videotaped it. Hey, Ward, there's one thing wrong with that. What's that? He's a minor. Mm-hmm. That don't matter. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <clears throat> First of all, you, I don't think you can arrest a minor for having his pants pulled down. No, but that... And the, you can't beat a minor. The, and as 17. a parent, you touch my child, I'm going to hurt you. I don't care if you're the law or whatever. You touch my child like that. No, I, I understand I, what you're saying. They're but, lucky I didn't plow them into the ground. The dude's 17, and like I said, they can. it doesn't say what he was charged with, but they can charge you with anything. They, they could say that he was uh, disrupting school. They, they can he, charge you. It doesn't, it, that doesn't say it's going to stick. I can call the police right now and charge you with domestic violence, and they'll take you to the police station. It doesn't, it doesn't say it's going to stick. Correct, but they can still take you based on that complaint. Right? right, but it, so, so it doesn't matter thing. if they charge him. It, it... Oh, but that, that's my point. They could say he was doing this. That's why we arrested him. Right, but that's even, not even if the charge the doesn't stick, stick. Yeah, even if the charge doesn't stick, he still took an ass whooping for nothing. True. But he's still a minor. And it's yeah. still going to look bad. If they're wanting to get promoted or even still have a job, the thing is, uh, and we're we're doing a lot of uh, guesstimating here. Uh, you you know you don't know who their supervisor is. If their supervisor encourages that, if that's a norm, I mean we we don't know. I think any supervisor that encourages beating minors or beating anybody to in submission, especially as a public servant, needs to be voted out. Right uh, now. And and I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'm just saying that's look that looks like that's what happened. And you know, a, a lot of times that stuff that kind of stuff could be avoided by just going, okay. You know, I I agree with individuality and you can do what you you know, blah, 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 blah. But if you're on school grounds and there's a rule and they say, even if there's not, and you have an authority figure tell you do this because you're on school grounds. Do it. 
I, I, I mean, because like I said, even if you know you don't get charged or you do get charged and the charges don't stick, you still got your ass beat for being an idiot. That's that. That's my two cents. I think we'll have to agree to minor. I I don't agree disagree with you completely in principle, but I don't think that any adult should ever take it to that level, ever. Just because that they don't like some little punk. I agree. We I mean, should all we should always be in control, and you should be you should show the leadership that you would want somebody else to emulate. Yeah, in a perfect world, that's what would happen. In a perfect world, they'd say, pull your pants up, and the kid would say, okay, and do it. You know, this, uh, I can do what I want mentality. Yeah, but you're wanting, but you're you know, wanting the minor to comply. I'm wanting the adult to say, you know what, eh, take your battle here. Well, you know, the, the thing is, I, I'm a tough one to, to, to talk about this kind of stuff because I went to 12 years of Catholic school, and I got my ass beat on a regular basis because I was that, that I'm going to stand up for my rights. And I've been, you know, I, I've had my hands broken with rulers and uh, I mean, you name it. I, hell, I got punched in the ear. Um, it, it's just one of them things you, you learn real quick. You know, after you take a shot in the ear, you do what you're told. So moving on. Moving on, next story Melissa's got for us about music. Um, yes. A man, let me read it to you. I had to pull it up, sorry. Um, man shoots stereo over blaring disco. I have no segue, so drink up. A California man who used a shotgun to blast a speaker on his son's stereo will not be facing criminal charges, according to prosecutors. The man told cops that he destroyed the speaker because his 24-year-old son, an aspiring DJ, was playing his disco too loud. I am not even going to try to pronounce that name. Was 53, is 53, was arrested last week on suspicion of shooting at or into a building. He's pictured there, and man, does he look mean. Spent about two days in the Yaba County Jail before posting bail Wednesday. After a review of the case, prosecutors opted not to prosecute him. Yeah, I'm choosing not to pronounce that. You can shoot me. Um, they chose not to prosecute him chiefly because criminal negligence could not be established since he did not intend to injure his son, Anthony. The younger son uses the handle bass in connection with his dj pursuits according to the county sheriff's department report he told the deputies that he had asked his son several times to turn down the music or use headphones when the volume was not lowered to his liking he retrieved a 16 gauge shotgun from his bedroom returned to his son's room and hit the speaker with a single blast he told the officers that he had been arguing with his son for weeks and was very stressed out and had lost control of his temper. You think? <laughs> Excuse me, Captain Obvious. We have a statement here. Yeah, I have. I can totally understand it. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I would have shot it, but uh, you know, uh, they're they're. There's definite problems when, you know, I don't know. I, well, here, here's problem number one. He has a 24-year-old son living with him. Right. And he's an okay. aspiring it, DJ, not even a real DJ. That's called unemployed in my book. <laughs> right. He's the wedding singer. <laughs> I don't think he's that good. A <laughs> flock of seagulls hair. Yeah, so... Just kick your kid out if you don't want to hear his music. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, it's ridiculous that that uh, well, I mean, that he should have some sort of uh, psychological test completed on him. The, Definitely. I mean, it, it, it's almost like an, an episode. Do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where everybody got a gun? And, and mm -hmm. Homer was in the house, and, and he, that's how he turned the lights on. 
he'd just shoot them. You know, I remember yeah, that. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, all you have to do is you go over and there, there's usually a big power button and, and normally it's like lit up. You can just walk over and push the button and it's done. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think that you, it's necessary to, to shoot it with a 12 gauge shotgun or whatever. You know, and why can't he just say, look, you little prick, turn the damn thing down. Or go get a job. Yeah, really. Go fill out a job application. Go McDonald's just hired 50,000 people. What's up? You going to get a job in Mickey Days? Are you too good for Mickey Days? (laughs) (laughs) You're 24 years old. You live at home. What do you think? Aspiring to be a DJ. How do you put that on a on an application? I'm aspiring. That that might make you look too good to be on the fry cook. Well, yeah, I'm aspiring to be a a DJ as much as I'm aspiring to be a fucking astronaut. It doesn't mean I'm going to get there. <laughs> it would be you nice. have a better chance, though. It would be nice, but I'm not going to get there. And, you know, and, and the fact that you're a DJ and you're playing disco music at 24, maybe <laughs> DJing isn't totally your cup of tea. You know, maybe you want to, you know, either a, a upgrade your musical selection because disco is, you know, died in the 70s or... You know, um, maybe, totally maybe change the goals a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I totally envision an eight track disco player that he just shot out with a 16 gauge shotgun. He might have done the world a service. No, it's one of those old fashioned uh, hi fi stereos that's that big table, you know, <laughs> right. with the record player in it. Yeah, and it's like the cabinet that, that, that flips yeah. up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's not like a DJ, yeah, not like a DJ turntable or something like that. No, it's it's just this big fucking record player that quadraphonic sound. Yeah, it's, it's quadraphonic. He has to carry it. You know, he has to get him and his six buddies to load it on the truck. That's why he's aspiring. He's aspiring to buy some real equipment. So maybe now he can go get equipment because he can guilt dad into it. Because dad, you shot our big fucking record player and it's dead. Now what are we gonna do? These MP3 players are a conspiracy theory from the government. <laughs> yeah, yeah that looks like a nut job. That, that goddamn fluoride <laughs> trying, to, trying, trying to mind control us and such. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't brush my teeth. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, he looks like he was, you know, a Charles Manson wannabe. Yeah, he does. He's all salty. All right. All right, let's move on to the next story here. This is a, a one that caught my attention for obvious reasons this week. Ten-year-old boy was charged Wednesday with the murder and slaying his father, a neo-Nazi leader. And the boy had a history of violent behavior. This is uh, he was, Sorry. He was, he was charged with intentionally shooting his father inside the home at 4 a.m. on a Sunday. And he was also charged with using a gun in the commission of the killing. So he's charged with killing him and using a gun to kill him. When he went to court, he had shaggy blonde hair, shackled up, orange suit, da-da-da. His stepmother, aunt, and grandmother sat behind him, and his biological mother sat on the opposite side of the courtroom. And I'm reading this thing, and they can't – I guess they can't try him as an adult, if I remember correctly, somewhere in here, because he's too young. And it sounds like he just has a fucked-up life, you know? His father got custody of him. His mother has to have, you know – Hasn't seen him in a long time. She has to have, you know, escorted visits and all that stuff. So this is, he just kid's got a fucked up life. Okay, the father is a neo-Nazi leader, and he's the one who has custody. So how fucked up is the mother? That's what I'm wondering. And I'm not judging because, you know, custody issues are hard enough. But how fucked up is the mother if the father's a Nazi leader? Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some... uh, (laughs) Some parenting skills that were missed. I mean, how many teeth is she missing if she can't get custody? Uh, well, I mean, you don't know. I mean, she could be a meth freak for all we know. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. But the the thing is, I mean, there was just a I don't understand why they can't try him as an adult because it, I know that there was just a case where there was a kid who who he was like 12, and his father was getting remarried to this woman. He lived with the father. The woman that, that the father's marrying is pregnant. The son goes in with a shotgun and kills her. 
and and showed absolutely no remorse for it. And um, you know, they're trying him as an adult, so why can't? Right, you, but you I try, don't think that it jail must be state to state. Yeah, but it's yeah, that's probably what. Honestly, it is. jail isn't what I believe this boy needs. I, you know, and I'm in grad school for psychology, so maybe call me a bleeding heart liberal. I don't really care. I don't believe that jail for the next 80 years, because he's what 10, 14, 10. So he's going to he's going to be in jail for a very long time. Well, if they don't try him as an adult, he'll be in jail for eight years. But he won't be in jail. Hopefully, he'll get no, the services he'll, that he'll need. Well, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll they'll probably put him into some sort of juvenile. Right, but yeah. but there he'll be able to get some. Well, I mean, but you don't know. I mean, and and once again, this is one of them stories that we're talking about that we don't know all the facts. Um, right. The the kid might be, you know, might benefit more from going to see a psychiatrist because you don't know what kind of crazy shit the neo Nazi was pumping into his head. Exactly. That that caused him to snap and shoot him with a, you know, I I don't know. I'm just saying, honestly, do you really believe that 90 years of keeping him in jail is a better option? No, I never said that. No, no. And and I'm not saying, I'm just. No, I, I'm not one of the, I I think that each case has to be heard on its merits and you know, what caused this, you know, I mean, if it was a, uh, a case where he distri- you know, displayed uh, antisocial behavior and, and he was a sociopath, uh, I'm, I might see that a little different. Um, the fact that dad was a neo-Nazi means that he was probably bl- brought up under less than normal circumstances. Right. We'll say. And so maybe, you know, uh, you know, he, he probably, you know, do better with a, you know, uh, maybe a court appointed psychiatrist or what have you. Yeah. He needs a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy, a lot, you know, the mom realized the extent of their anger and poor social skills. And yeah, he's 10. Even if he was tried as an adult, they'd probably get the insanity plea anyway. Exactly. I mean, his his whole family history is just fucked up. So okay. he'd probably, you know, be put away so they can, you know, have, you know, reviews and psychological analysis of him. He wouldn't go to jail, jail. And and you know what? Frankly, that might be better. Because he maybe then, even then, he might get the services that he would need. My heart, yeah. My heart just goes out to this because this is a little boy who came into the world not even asking for this and then got fucked over. Yeah. Hey, one less neo-Nazi in the world, though. But not by choice. It's not like he was 20 and decided neo-Nazis for me. He was a child. Not even at 10 does he have the rationalization to know what neo-Nazi means. Well, maybe he knows at 10 that he didn't want to do it. You know, right, maybe, but he maybe he's like I'm ten years old, and I, I I think Hitler's a jag off. Right, but he doesn't know how to get out of it at ten. He doesn't have the capability or the rationale. He may not. He may know that he doesn't want to, but he doesn't know how to get out of it. Even well, at well 10. it looks like he figured out how to get out of it. Well, does now, but in a pretty violent way. All right, let's move on to the next story. Let's go on from uh, shootings to stabbings. Wow. Another great segue, Corey. Um, oh, fuck off. Uh, basically, there was two hearing-impaired men that were stabbed in a Hannadel Beach bar Saturday night when another Miss Patron took their sign language for gang signs. Uh, 31-year-old Alfred Stewart, who's, who is deaf and mute, and three others, including the bouncer, are recovering in a hospital from non-fatal wounds suffered at the Ocean's Eleven Sports Lounge on Grill and Federal Highway where Stewart and his friends were celebrating a birthday. Police say Barbara Lee became angry when she thought Stewart's party, all of whom are deaf, were throwing gang signs at her. The 45-year-old confronted Stewart and his friends and made gang signs to them. 
Witnesses say they motioned for the aggressive woman to leave them alone. Instead, Lee left and then shortly returned to the bar with the juvenile and a 19-year-old um, Marco Ibanez, who is accused of pulling out a knife and stabbing the men. In the ensuing melee, the hearing-impaired men suffered stab wounds to the torso and back, while the intervening bouncer was struck on the head with a bottle. Lee and Ibanez were taken into custody and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. This is one of those stories that would be so much better if we were doing video because I could actually, yeah. you know, be throwing the gang symbols and making it really funny because I have no idea what the fuck a gang symbol is. And I just want to whip my hair back. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm assuming gang, you know, gang signs are just one little pose. You know, sign language is a bunch of gestures put together to make sentences. Yeah, and five people it, doing it. Yeah, but if you got a, 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 um, you know, what looks to be a moron who doesn't understand the difference between gang symbols and sign language, maybe they think that because their hands keep moving that, you know, basically they're using some sort of gang lingo to mean that we're going to kill you later or whatever. But they're, they're- <laughs> And, and and it's funny is all these people, none of them are speaking a word. I wonder exactly. why. Right. And not one person, five. And they're not even looking at them. You know, it's a party. So they're all socializing with each other. They're not even looking at the rest of the crowd. They're socializing with each other. Yeah. And because they're deaf, they kind of got to look and pay attention to what, right. what the guy's saying to them. That, that's a case of get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you've never heard of sign language before. At 45, you need to get a grip and go outside. Why is it they all talk like Morley Maitland? I don't understand. You had to go there, didn't you? you? Had to go out. Of course because I did. They, I got to got to do something that's vocal because I can't do anything because visual because we're not hear, on video. Because they can't hear in their head. They don't have what's in their head. They don't have the, the sounds in their head. Uh, that would only depend if they weren't deaf. Maybe they weren't born deaf. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't but, know. But that's five people in a social circle. One person who's a dumbass. Pull well, your head to, out of your fucking ass. It, it was two people. Two, actually, two people were the dumbass. The the forty five year old woman and the nineteen year old. No, Mark. she went and pulled them. She went and got them. Yeah. Well, I mean, still the the fact that. You know, you got a four, a nineteen. Now wait a second. I just, you just clicked a little light on in my head. She's forty five. She's forty five. She goes out and goes. I need somebody to come in here and fuck up right. these people that are throwing gang symbols at me. And Who am I going to get? Hey Marco, I'll call Marco. This nineteen year old. Polo. Yeah, exactly. Hey Marco. Polo. And Ibanez. That, that's the name of a guitar. Um, how about I come in here, bring don't you know, don't forget your knife because these guys are throwing down gang symbols and shit. So Marco comes in with his switchblade, you know, and it's it's the uh the the jets and the sharks. <laughs> and these guys are throwing down crip blood symbols. Don't don't you mean the deaths and the sharks? Whatever. Ta-da-da-da. That was lame. Yeah, uh, I was just going to let that go. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All I, right, next I story. I bit, bitch slap you for that. How's that for a segue? I love it. Thank you. On reflection, officer, I should have bitch slapped. I should have just threatened to bitch slap the guy. A 56-year-old man who threatened to shoot a neighbor with whom he was quarreling, apologized to police for his inartful choice of words, saying he should have instead warned the man he would have bitch-slapped him. The confrontation Monday morning between Dennis Frederick and Francis Lindbergh, 61, stemmed from a year-long feud that began with a dispute over payment for a yard work outside the Florida homes. Drink. Why does all... Right, Florida. When police arrived to interview the man, Frederick admitted that he threatened to shoot Lindbergh. But as reported by a sheriff deputy, Dennis said he was sorry he used the wrong words. 
he should have told them he would just bitch slap him. That was it. Bitch slap. How how how, how gay is that? And just kick his what? ass. The the I'm thing is though, bitch slap you to Oklahoma. Well, the thing is, if you have the cops called, all right, and you said, I'm going to bitch slap you, and the cops show up, you might get charged with, might get charged with assault. But if you say, I'm going to shoot you, that becomes terroristic threats, and that carries a much heavier freaking penalty. Uh, I mean, really, if you get charged with assault, it's usually like a ticket. You pay, you know. 50 bucks or whatever and it's over but if you threaten them to shoot them that's like i said that's terroristic threats and that's jail time yeah but why use the words bitch slap <laughs> uh you know nobody said he was sober he, <laughs> just, well, he is in florida too I, and you, and you never know that, mean, that might be his that might be his uh his thing you know he, he just goes around you know bitch slapping folk <laughs> I, I think he opened up Urban Dictionary, typed in the word douchebag, and it pulled up bitch slap. I'm just saying. It's true. Always a possibility. All right, let's move on to the final story of the night. This one was submitted by Chris Taylor again, and I thought this was kind of weird. It's about theft, but... Uh, something a little strange. It's also it takes place in Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> We're getting such a bad reputation. Not like I. Was... I know how ironic well, is this. Well, no, we we've, we've moved our stories now from from Florida to Kansas. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess all the weirdos have moved to Kansas. Fuck you. Well, from Florida. Yeah. True. Okay, so why would anyone want to steal thirty concrete parking stops, each weighing two hundred fifty pounds? I'm thinking a bizarre thing. Opening it up their own Dollar General. I'm sorry for the. I don't know. The thieves were caught in surveillance videos. They took parking stops from a parking lot in Kansas City that, over the weekend. Uh, each of the parking spots are were only worth like $25 each. So all this effort to get these out, and they stole less than $1,000 worth. But why the hell would you steal big cement blocks, concrete blocks? And it was like lifting a grown man each time. Yeah. I, I can't think of any any. <laughs> Anything you use them for, unless you're trying to, you know, build a, you know, some crazy ass hunting cabin or some shit, you know. No, they open up their own Dollar General or Dollar Tree branch off, and they couldn't afford their parking spaces, so they went and stole them. No, I think they're building a big fort. (laughs) They're going down to Leavenworth. It's not that far away. <laughs> it's not that it's, far away. It's, yeah, if you if you go to AverageJoshua.com, you can actually see the video of them putting them in the truck. Yeah, they didn't even do it at night. Hello? Get a ski mask. Black truck. They did it with red in the middle of the day. Yeah, I don't understand that. Listen to me giving tips on, like, I've stolen these before. No, that, that's how you do it. You don't do it in the middle of the night because that's what draws attention. If you walk in in the middle of the day and you pull your truck up and you look like this is what the hell I'm supposed to be doing, you know, <laughs> seriously, nobody's going to question you. You you show up and if anybody comes out, you go, you know what? I'm picking up these concrete things. I'm taking them back to the shop. We're going to clean them up and bring them back. You know, <laughs> people, you, you, can, you can bullshit somebody into believing it. We're well, gonna when, clean them up. Yeah, we're cleaning them up. We're gonna take them back. To, we're taking them back to the shop. We're gonna sandblast them, and then we're and gonna bring them back for you. Yeah. Everything's good, you know. And and if you do something like that, people go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's easier for them to take, pick these things up, put them on a truck, and take them back than to bring a sandblaster out here and get sand all over everything. So yeah, okay, cool. Dude, go ahead. Nobody will question it. It, it. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Right. That's why you do it in the middle of the day. Now, if the cops pull up and you're out there in the middle of the night picking these things up, they're going to go, hey, what's going on here? But you do it in the middle of the day. Even if the cops come up, you go, yeah, we're taking them back to the shop to sandblast them. Okay. (laughs) Well, the thing was that, well, the thing was they did on a Saturday. So this place must be only open during the weekdays. So that's the best, best place to do it. Yeah. I'm actually sitting here watching the video now and it's, it's actually quite funny. Oh, it's hilarious. 
I just can't. And it's like picking up a grown man for 30 of them. Yeah, there had to be something that they're doing with them. You know, because really, I mean, at at 25 bucks a piece, you could actually build your own. You know, I mean, they're they're just poured concrete. It's very, very. And and 30. It's not like just one of, oh, look, we did it. Yay. It's not like a stop sign, you know, for memorabilia. Well, maybe they're disgruntled ex-employees. I'll show you. Nobody will be able to park here. Maybe they're tired of running over them with their tires. Could be. Who knows? All right. Well, that about wraps up this week's show. I want to thank everybody out there for listening this week, and I want to thank Ward Miller for being here. Ward, where can we find you online? Uh, you can always find me at maxlife.com and at steelcityresistance.blogspot.com, where I do a show with my buddy from the uh, chat room, Hutch. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got going on right now. Cool beans. And, of course, we want to thank Melissa Cronin for being here. And, Melissa, where can we find you online? I'm at caffeinejunkie.net and Miss Caffeine Junkie at Twitter. I'm in grad school, so, my God, if you see me at 3 o'clock on Twitter in the morning, tell me to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, you shouldn't be up that late. Nobody should be up that late. Yes, but I am. I cooked chocolate cake at 10 o'clock last night so that, you know, I would have something to keep me company. (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) No. All right, I think we'll end it on that note. Uh, If you guys out there want to be guest hosts on the show, head over to AverageJoeShow.com slash guest. Find out how you can do it. Simple, quick, painless. It's fun. Join us. Get your asses over here. We need more people on the show. Uh, Shoot us an email at feedback at saveproductions.com or on our voicemail, 813- 915-6390. And of course, you can get this episode and all the previous episodes at AverageJoeShow.com. And that's where you can vote for your favorite story of the week. Also, catch us live at 9 p.m. Eastern every Friday night. SayProductions.com. Just click on the live button. There's also a donate button over there. Check out how you can help us out. It's not just money. There's other ways to help out the, the whole show and the network, too. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you.